Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Join in on a great conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the latest tricks and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome to the Spotlight. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. The Spotlight focuses on highlighting stars, greats, and game changers. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, so please set your calendar to hear from the world's elite. Today's Spotlight interview is with Giuseppe Bonifatti. But first, some breaking news for you. I'm going on television in the near future on another show called Revenue Chat TV, and I'll be broadcasting over many platforms such as Amazon TV, Apple TV, Roku, the Voice America TV network, and others. When it goes live, you'll see them on my mobile app at tonydurso.com slash mobile. Please download that now and you'll see my other weekly talk shows. Column 1 has all the spotlight episodes, such as this show you're listening to now. Column 2 has my Revenue Chat radio podcasts, which feature elite entrepreneurs who discuss how they overcame obstacles and made it to success in their field. When the TV show comes on, you'll catch it on this app. So please go ahead and download it at tonydurso.com slash mobile. Today, we set the stage for the spotlight to chat with Giuseppe Bonifatti and he made his American debut in Ridley Scott's film, All the Money in the World, starring Michelle Williams, Mark Wahlberg, and Christopher Plummer. He's a true Renaissance man. Giuseppe is fluent in five languages. I'm very impressed. He's trained in four dance styles. He plays the guitar and a whole lot more. Welcome to the spotlight, Giuseppe. Thank you, Tony. (laughs) Grazie, grazie. It's such an honor to meet you, and I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on The Spotlight. This is very exciting for me. Thank you for this uh, super introduction. Oh, my great pleasure. As you know, I was born in Sicily, Italy, and while it's been too many years to tell that I've spoken any, it just is always great to speak to another fellow Paisan, so I really am honored, and I I'm just loving it, and I just have so much to talk about. I'm very excited about today's show, and sometimes I act like an Italian teenager, and I feel that coming on now, so don't mind my silliness here. <laughs> Even, you know, Sicily and Calabria, where I, where I come from, they are really, as I say, neighbor regions, so we have uh, something really in common, no? Yes, yes, we do. And I've, I've been through Calabria, beautiful place. And I, my memories go back there very much. I just love the area. I know it's changed a lot, Sicily and Italy, over the years. But it's just, it's, when, some, when a place is home, no matter the changes, it's always home, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Giuseppe, let's, let's find out a little bit more about you. You've got a very impressive bio here you've done so much you have such a strong background in the arts i'd love to know how did you get started down that road uh, but i started early so maybe that's why i'm so stubborn and i i continued in the in the field of arts in 360 degree let's say because i i did with theater uh, contemporary art, uh, installation, uh, performance art, scene, or like in the case of all the money in the world. Yeah, I started when I, I was eight years old. Actually, I started dancing. And then I moved uh, after uh, six years to, um, to theater. So when I was uh, um, 13, 14 years old, and still now I'm going on with, uh, with, with it. It's my uh, obsession, no? arts and creativity very impressive eight years old and what were what were you doing at that time so young please well i was dancing a lot in modern when uh, contemporary dance uh, uh, and then I, I i i switched to theater uh, i think because i if i remember yes i wanted to impress a little girl <laughs> then i 
I made this, uh, it was this uh, theater show of the school when I was 13, 14 years old, when I literally jumped from the stage to the audience. Uh, and then that for, for some friends said, you should do it professionally, you know, you should continue. It was impressive. And so I did it. I mean, no, nobody was arted among the audience eh, when I was jumping <laughs> from the stage. That's funny. It reminds me. It reminds me of what rock stars do these days. Yes, and yes. <laughs> did they did they pick you up and carry you, or did you fall on the floor? <laughs> no, no, no. They they picked me up <laughs> because I was I was uh, I think in that period I was really fixed yes with uh, with rock music, you know. So I, I have to ask you right before I move on: Did it work? Did you catch the attention of that little girl? Uh, yeah, the attention I catch it, but then I have to say the the theater uh, is still here, and <laughs> the little girl is no more. No, <laughs> I understand. And now I know you've been so much in arts and entertaining theater. You are now the artistic director for the performing arts group. If I pronounce this right, Divano. Occidentale Orientale. Yes, yes, yes. Or let it say also we call it uh, like D-O-O, D-D-Do, no? Oh. Like initials, yes, yes. But yeah, you said it well. (laughs) Yes. We are um, uh, right now in in Denmark with a a tour of of a performance that is reaching all the region. Today, okay. Fortunately, in this weekend we rest, but then we continue tomorrow from Monday till uh, till Friday with other performances. It's a um, particular project that we are dealing now. It's a multidisciplinary project uh, that uh, putting together um, uh, um, performances, theater. Uh, also, there is yes a video installation running soon. But really, now at the moment we are dealing with a site-specific performance in. Uh, uh, bunkers and uh, commando posts, if I say it well in English, of uh, the Cold War here in in Denmark. We transform these places, giving new life through uh, our performances. That I, I, I would say are dealing with the defense defense uh, theme, but um, in a grotesque way. Right now, you're doing. Let me make sure I understand this. Right now, you're doing a, a, a theater play dealing yeah. with the cold war in no it, it, it is a, it, it is the, it has to do with the defense theme it is called in fact this project art as defense and we are um, making this site specific performances touring in a different bunkers but it, these bunkers are um, uh, they are originally from the cold war here in uh, in uh, in denmark but we, it, it, it has not to do the Cold War with our, um, to say, with our, with our performance. It is just the place, the specific place. I totally got you. And it's a very interesting theme. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you bring art into that, please? <laughs> yeah, because um, um, we, we think um, that we should, uh, uh, to say, enhance our self-defense mechanism like a sort of immune system now that we have uh, through heart um, in uh, 2016 uh, here in Denmark we founded also a, an artistic movement that is uh, it has uh, something to do with politics but it's, it is still a fantastic uh, party and it's called the art party and me I was running for a candidate uh, mayor candidate and my girlfriend for uh, first lady for one year and a half, <laughs> 535 days. It was a long performance project. And so we decided not to, not to stop with this uh, art party, but to continue and making uh, our own works, performances that had to, to do uh, and deal with uh, politics and art. Like in the specific from this year, we, we are dealing with the uh, defense. So how to protect ourselves, uh, not through, how to say, um, an army, no, but uh, we, we, we think that art is the most efficient weapon. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm very impressed at that. And as I read something about this, that particular play, which is called Mayor in Residence, yes. Mayor in Residence. 
Yes. It's the longest running performance, I believe, ever made by a couple of artists. You said 535 days, is that right? Yes, yes, yes. It, 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 it has finished, yes, on that. It was from 1st January 2016 till 18 June 2017, yes. So exactly one year and a half. Very, very nice. Very <laughs> impressive there. All very, right. very hard to, to, <laughs> to get till the end, but also at the same time was challenging and stimulating, you know, and to also inspiring for a, a continuation. It was to, uh, the, the, it was successful and it was so good that we decided to continue you now with this artistic movement. Uh, this is not a right party, but is a way how to gather people through art and how to rethink art and politics and uh, society in, a, um, in, a, in a, a, our philosophy. It is really, uh, how to say, condensed in one sentence, the pursuit of beauty through art. <laughs> that is very poetic, not to be a pun. I like that. And I, I really like the flavor of art, and it's very interesting to talk because it is all in art. But I have to ask one more question. You did yes. this play, Mayor in Residence, every single day? Yes, every single day. Every uh, single day, 535 yeah. days. That is, the more I yes. think about it, the more astounding that is without a break. Yes, uh, it was, um, uh, I mean, our aim was to create every month as a director, because I'm uh, not just a performer, an actor, but a director and, and dramaturg, was to create a, a, a theater or performance um, based on a political theme, but with a completely different approach. And so we created with uh, groups of actors or um, dancers or even the communities of this city in where I am right now, Holstebrono in Denmark, we created this monthly performances. But at the same time, uh, we had, uh, we still have um, a small, the, is the oldest house and smallest museum here in the, in the city, maybe in, even in, in all Denmark, 33 meters square. And in this museum, we received the citizens of the city to, well, not to, uh, to visit us, to inter interact with the mayoral candidate and first lady. So this was, on the eyes uh, of everybody for 535 days. Truly, eh? <laughs> I even changed myself physically uh, a lot before starting. I can imagine that is truly remarkable. I, I can't get over that. That's, that's so challenging physically. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Just ahead, the chat continues with Giuseppe Bonifatti. All the money in the world. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey guys, Tony D'Urso here, and I have to say thank you. Thanks a million. A million downloads, that is. Go to TonyDurso.com slash donation and read all about the exciting next adventure we have in store for you. That's TonyDurso.com slash donation. And once again, thanks a million. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
480-486-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Listening to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to the Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on the Spotlight. Today's show is with Giuseppe Bonifatti. All the money in the world. Giuseppe was awarded the crystal microphone for Umberto. Benedetto in 2006. In 2011, he won the National Dramaturgy Award for Alessandro Fierson, and he's been chosen among the young national talents by the Italian Ministry of Youth. All right, and now back to the chat with Giuseppe. In addition to directing, in addition to acting and everything else we've mentioned, you are also a published poet and playwright. Uh, yeah, and, and writing um, uh, since I was uh, since I was young still. Um, uh, everything happened now in, in that 13, 14 years old that I told you when I when I moved from from dance to theater and uh, and also yes I started to write poems. Then it was something more serious. Yes, when I was eighteen years old, I published the first book, and then later I published another book. But at the same time, I. I I always brought my place in theater, and so I is a training for me as a writer and dramaturg. These are uh, the playwright. It makes great sense. Very, very good. Again, just very, very impressive. That's, I mean, I'm in crisis sometimes because, uh, for example, right now I'm in Denmark. I. I deal every day. I mean, yes, I speak Danish and it's not a perfect Danish, but I think mostly in English because also my partner, Linda, uh, is, a, is not from, is from Hungary, from Budapest. So between each other, we speak in, uh, in English. Uh, so when I have to write something, it's, it's really a crisis. What, 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 I should write in uh, English, in uh, Danish, in Italian. Uh, in Spanish, <laughs> you know, depending where I am or how I feel uh, the right moment. I love it. Now, you, you're Italian. You live in and work in the Denmark area. How did you wind up on an American film? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it, it was, uh, actually, it was right after finishing the um this project, not this major residence project. I mean, the end, I, uh, I received the news by my agent uh, in Italy. And, uh, she said, um, there is a, um, a casting that they are doing in, in, uh, in Rome uh, with, a, with the Ridley Scott, not all the money in the world. And it was really, I would say, something to try, you know? Even if I was really, really busy, it was the last period of this major residence project. But I said, oh, I have to try also Ridley Scott. And <laughs> I didn't know the, the main actors yet. And so um, there were different roles that they proposed me. And at the end, uh, I got the role of uh, Giovanni Iacovoni, uh, Gail Harris' attorney. And then I discovered even, <laughs> I was the, the attorney for... Um, Michelle Williams and uh, also Mark Wahlberg um, was in the, in the movie and not all, also Kevin Spacey before and then Christopher Plummer and Timothy Hutton. So it was, oh, it's like, I was also uh, like a masterclass, no, for me, because uh, 
such uh, famous and talented actors, it was for me um, a way out to um, steal more no, of this uh, of this expertise and, uh, and job of acting from them. It was a masterclass, I would say. I can totally imagine you're among some of the most accomplished actors, actresses in the world, plus, plus of course, Ridley Scott. I mean, this, this, is, this is quite something. I'd like to know, first of all, a couple of questions. Can you tell us for the audience, someone that, who may not have seen the, the movie All the Money in the World, can you tell us a little bit about the movie and what, what its premise is? Yes. Um, um, the, the, the movie tells about the kidnapping of, uh, of, um, uh, of uh, getting um, nephew. And uh, it, it happens. Uh, it happens. Uh, everything. It happens in uh, in uh, between. I mean, between uh, between Italy and uh, it was shooted between between uh, Italy and uh, and England, and also some some parts were shooted in, in Jordan. Um, me, I actually, I have to say, uh, I didn't know so much about uh, no, the kidnapping. So I. Um, I had to to study and to discover a bit more. So I asked around uh, in, in my family, even, and it turned out that my parents and uh, that generation had several memories about this Getty case. But also because it got a huge attention in its time in, in the 60s. Now my family is from Calabria, and, and the events happened in that region. I mean, the kidnapping, uh, the, the kidnapping was, I mean, happened in Rome, but the, the uh, Paul was um, kept, you know, and it was um, uh, in a, in, kept in Calabria, so not far even from my hometown. From my hometown. That's it was, impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a casualty that I discovered after, when I was, even when I was shooting, I, um, I was talking with somebody um, related to my family, you know, because it was interest, I, I discovered even more. And then it, it, it happened also, another connection that the, the son of the real lawyer, Jacoboni, Giovanni Jacoboni, contacted me <laughs> because uh, I wanted to know who was no, the actor behind <laughs> uh, his name's father, no? And so um, I had an extensive uh, personal research with the help of, uh, of Enrico Jacoboni, the son of Giovanni. And he lent me all the newspapers about the Getty case that the father collected during, uh, during that month, 40, 44 years ago. And it was an incredible material of original articles, photographs, through which I got to know more about the uh, Paul's kidnapping. I see. That explains that explains quite quite a lot. And if I recall, you can correct me. J. Yes. Paul Getty was a billionaire. This is in the '60s, and his young nephew in his teens was kidnapped by another family member who was trying to get some of get get some portion of that billions, and it just became very involved. And that's sort of like an under. That's just a quick summary of the plot. is very, yes. very involved. Is, is that that's right? Yes, 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 yes. Also, the I mean, there are maybe there are even some legends that nobody of us will ever know. But also, I'm sure, we can say that it was involved in Drangheta, no, from Calabria, it's a local mafia that wanted to ask the incredible no ransom. I'm, 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 I'm no stranger to the mafia asking for a ransom. My uncle Tom was actually kidnapped by the mafia because my, my grandfather, I mean, we're all Sicilians. My grandfather was a landowner in Chicago and the, and the mafia got wind of this and hey, you know, this guy's rich. So we'll go take, we'll, so they kidnapped. It was a home invasion. They came in, they kidnapped my uncle Tom who I think was six or seven years old at the time, and they literally t kidnapped him. And then they tried to extort and get money from my grandfather, who, talk about stubborn, Giuseppe, he refused what? to pay them. Yes. Refused. No, I'm not going to keep him. 
whatever. I'm not paying for his son. He's not paying. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. It's just, and he wouldn't pay. Well, the way the story ended, believe it or not, is there is a cousin who was a relative to both sides. We had, wow. a, we had a mutual cousin. So my grandfather eventually, or some members of the family, I don't know that part of the story, eventually negotiated and again, refused to pay, but so that the mafia wouldn't lose face, just gave them, you know, a, a token of, you know, just a small little money just to say, okay, we paid some money and he got his son back. I mean, <laughs> so I'm no stranger to the mafia doing that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Connections. Yeah, a little, a little side story there. And back to the movie, All the Money in the World. I'd love to know if you could tell us what was it like to work with Ridley Scott and such a great cast and crew? And if you could share any stories, that would be great. Well, uh, Ridley had a strong capacity to, um, to put myself, I think all the crew and cast, uh, in a, um, a really relaxed condition. Also, for example, if I'm thinking about no, this, the famous reshooting period, no, the nine days of reshooting, everything happened very fast, but uh, everything yet was not so relaxed because uh, really exactly knew what he was doing and the whole team was very professional, efficient during the reshooting, as, as well as the, the first part and all the filming in Italy and in England. And it was um, a great experience to go back for the reshooting and uh, because it was like to re-meet this Hollywood family, you know, it was, it was, uh, has been created uh, before. And um, um, the very first, uh, my very first meeting, it was really, it was really funny. Immediately Ridley Scott uh, was fixed with my hair. And so I decided that I had to be a, an eccentric lawyer. So I started to, say to mess up my hair that was my oh, you know, that explains very, your your bio photo which is your hair is just like you just crawled out of bed <laughs> <laughs> but it looks good i just want you to know it looks good <laughs> uh, yeah he was uh, he was fixed with it and so started to mess up the hair and, and every time said uh, also to the to the hair department uh, his hair should be i mean you should you know, say brush now should be and then he should should uh, mess up the air just before shooting, no? So the, after a while, uh, the air department was not caring about too much about my hair because they knew that I should have messed them up. <laughs> That's funny. This is the Spotlight with Tony Tierso. Just ahead, we're going to find out more from Giuseppe Bonifatti, all the money in the world. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey guys, Tony D'Urso here, and I have to say thank you. Thanks a million. A million downloads, that is. Go to TonyDurso.com slash donation. And read all about the exciting next adventure we have in store for you. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O dot com slash donation. And once again, thanks a million. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influence celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. 
Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight. Today's show is with Giuseppe Bonifatti, All the Money in the World. In 2016, Giuseppe founded the artistic movement Kunst Partiet, forgive the pronunciation, Art Party in Hostelbro, Denmark. And his performance titled Mayor in Residence ran for 535 days straight. And that's every single day. All right, back to the chat with Giuseppe. What about some of the other actors, Christopher Plummer, Mark Wahlberg? Did you share some good times with them? Yeah, Mark Wahlberg, it was so gentle, so I mean, sympathetic with me. Uh, I mean, of course, also, because mostly, yeah, I was with uh, Michelle, with Mark, uh, shooting, and yeah, with Timothy Hutton. Uh, yeah, most of the time was spending with Michelle and, and Mark. Michelle is so sensitive, uh, uh, elegant, professional, and, and with, with Mark even we, we spent some some time offset and really nice and gentle person. Also, I didn't feel you know such stars that they are. He made me feel also Mark so comfortable, not to not feel uh, so much this gap. <laughs> no, but, among uh, as a young and fresh, I to say, actor, um, the beauty in Hollywood uh, movie, and him, they so experienced so many movies uh, every every year. So I really appreciate it. From Timothy Hutton, I was really um, surprised by this beautiful silence and poses that he was making during uh, uh, during the the takes. I said to him even it was so disorientating as a because he was the other lawyer, no? He was the lawyer for um, the Getty family. It, it was um, yeah, yeah, enriching. I'd say no. Yes. I was enriched by 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 this experience by these actors and Christopher Plummer. I mean, at first, was Kevin Spacey, and of course, I I should say that I appreciated also his performance. And then I arrived at Christopher Plummer, and uh, and incredible! In just nine days, he did. Uh, uh, because yes, when I saw the movie, even more, I, I realized what he did. It was yeah, really a fantastic job. And I hope, really, I hope that today, yeah, because in a few hours now will be the the Oscar. It's the Oscar night, yes. So I hope that he will uh, he will get uh, an Oscar as a supporting actor for this movie. So I can say, wow, <laughs> I've actually even with a, with an Oscar. We all wish that that w- that was quite a performance. Totally agree. And you, yeah. of course, no stranger to acting. How did you feel on that set? Were you comfortable, or did you feel like you had to fit in? You're with these, you know, very large, heavy hitter American stars. How was it on the set? Did you just feel totally natural? Can you tell us more about that? I have to say, I felt uh, quite um, uh, quite natural because uh, um, because first of all, I think it was um, the, yeah, the Ridley Scott and the crew that uh, made me feel uh, so comfortable. And then, of course, the cast also, how the, the, um, the synergy you know, between, uh, between the actors. So I, I felt, um, of course, I felt so comfortable that I would like to shoot again tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, this kind of movies too. Amazing story, and I really thank you for sharing all that with me, Giuseppe. And... You're so proficient in many arts, acting, dancing, guitar. I love it. I'd like to know, what's your favorite that you enjoy most of all? 
of all of them, um, I would say I like, um, uh, yeah, I prefer maybe to direct. Yes. Uh, but even more than direct, maybe it's the, the, the part of creation. When I start really from zero and I have a new idea and I, I could say the white page before, uh, before going uh, to the stage or on, before, before everything that I create, I, I start really from, um, from, from zero and I offer my personal concerts that I want to develop. And so, yeah, this, this, um, it's between, <laughs> but yes, it's the direction, but it's actually it's between the creation and the direction. I mean, every new idea, uh, it fits my day. <laughs> I would say this. Directing, you, your biggest love, if we can call it that way, is of everything that you do in the arts is directing. Yes, yes, yes. Isn't that the most difficult part out of everything? The most demanding because you're running as you're it's like being a manager of everybody and putting everything together and seeing that everything is in sync. It seems like something that would make some people pull their hair out. <laughs> yeah, but also it has to do with the empathy, I think. Um, how you um, you reach to seduce somehow your uh, um, the artists that are working with you and how to bring them. Uh, what do you want in the way that your project then becomes also their project? So your concerts are their own concerts. And so you share something um, in between uh, that it's unique, authentic, uh, and it's not um, an, uh, an order no, that comes from the outside. But uh, as well, uh, me, I, in fact, I really appreciated also to see um, to be known there uh, for the shooting, not to see the work of Ridley Scott as director uh, from the outside. Also, the work of the assistant directors were really, really notable in all the money in the world because uh, they had the capacity to uh, also to deal with so many people. No, Raymond Kirk, also the assistant of, uh, of Ridley Scott, was really a nice person to deal with so many actors, you know, so many people, but every time, you know, with a, uh, with a smile on the face, that it's really, really important. The empathy, you know? The empathy. You, you, yeah. that really, you've mentioned that several times in this interview, that really struck you as to the empathy of the various American actors, actresses, and yes. everyone. That's... That's different than in Denmark or Italy when you're doing plays or working with film or theater out there? Well, in every country, it's so different, no? Because, um, yeah, we are based here, but also with the performances, uh, we tour, we go a lot of uh, countries, no? In Europe or even in Central America, we have been in South America. Um, well, um, in Denmark... Um, it's a particular country, I mean, concerning the weather, now it's, <laughs> there is no. Um, I feel really also people here in, in, in Denmark is really empathetic. But same, at the same time, there is, um, it, it's not like, you know, the, the, the attitude, or attitude or humor of Italian people. So a bit you need to shape them, I say, you know. They need to be, to be shaped. Uh, but... Um, the, the openness towards uh, foreigners, not because I'm a foreigner here, or towards uh, art is impressive in the Danish society. What I, what I did here, I could, I could never have done in, um, in Italy so deeply as I, as I did here, for example. Italy is in a particular situation right now. <laughs> right today, even, you know, they are voting. <laughs> Today they are, they are choosing uh, the new, uh, you know, prime minister. No. Yep. Though I must admit, I do find myself not keeping in touch with all the social, you know, and environmental and p political scene of Italy and how things go. But I know that it changes from time to time. I speak with relatives, and it it doesn't seem to be overall going the way that the 
the the citizens out there want it, and so they're all very hopeful that they can have a better positive change going in the future. Yeah, of, co- of course. If we if we want to see Rome, Venice, Florence, Milan, Naples, and all as like cities on a postcard, where they are still uh, no like on the on a postcard, they are fantastic, no incredible and tur- touristic cities. Italy, it is no fantastic place where to make your holidays. But maybe this is just to make your holidays. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's a little bit of stress there, so I really hope and wish the best for them. So I was happy, actually. Eh? In fact, I was happy to go and, uh, and shoot in Rome, in Italy. So to work in Italy after some years that I, I was not so, no, so much uh, bringing my works there. With, with all the money in the world, we shoot it there. Yeah, I, I, as you mentioned this, I just kind of hark back and go back to some of these areas and... There's so much emotion and pathos with some of these areas that I visited and love. So very nice to be there in the film. Very, very nice. That, that, that sounds like a dream. Speaking of dream, you've done so much. You've done so fast. You're so young. I'd like to know, what does the future hold for Giuseppe Bonifatti? What's next for you? My, my next. Um, well, uh, Right now, as I told you at the, no, the beginning, um, we are uh, dealing with this uh, multidisciplinary project. We will finish uh, at the end of June here in Denmark. And then I, I will direct in, uh, in Hungary a play that I wrote in 2012 that is called The Last Blow. It will be with Hungarian actors and uh, it is a co-production with our company in the theater in Hungary. It is um, a new play that uh, is based on a, <laughs> an Amish family, but um, uh, com- with a completely new and uh, technological uh, approach <laughs> in, uh, during the, uh, to say, the play. So this is the the, the, yeah, the the imminent future of this year. This um, plays and this play is going to uh, be in the Denmark area only. Then no, the, the, the display is uh, called the Last Blow. Will be in Hungary, in uh, and then we'll uh, yeah we'll come back also in, in Denmark next year. But then we we'll tour. So like um, the first six months, we concentrated our our works here in Denmark, and then the second part of the year will be in Hungary, because now my so my partner is uh, I mean living with with me. Now we live together, we work together here in Denmark. She's from Budapest, and we we uh, often go also to Hungary, um, also for life, how to say to you know to enjoy uh, for holidays, but. This is a, um, a work, the last blow that we will, um, because uh, my text has been translated in Hungarian, so it, it, will, uh, it will be produced entirely uh, in Hungary. <laughs> it will be quite a challenge also this, because, you know, I don't, I don't speak Hungarian and uh, I will not understand so much during the, during the, the work, the, the working process. So I need really Linda to help me a lot. I mean... I know my text, uh, but, it, 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 you know, Hungarian, it sounds completely another language. Yeah, it's not a romance language, so it is different. It's oh, yeah, yeah. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Just ahead, Giuseppe shares more insights and his contact info. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey guys, Tony D'Urso here, and I have to say thank you. Thanks a million. A million downloads, that is. Go to TonyDurso.com slash donation and read all about the exciting next adventure we have in store for you. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O dot com slash donation. And once again, thanks a million. 
Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right. We're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight. Today's show is with Giuseppe Bonifatti, All the Money in the World. Giuseppe developed and perfected his craft by enrolling at the prestigious Paolo Grassi School of Dramatic Arts in Milan, which is named in honor of the late Italian theater organizer Paolo Grassi. He also studied at the National Academy of Dramatic Arts Silvio D'Amico in Rome and the International Theater Workshops in Venice. And now, back to the chat. Well, you know, that will be concerning future. You now, you asked me about future. That is uh, uh, the one future language that I want to learn. <laughs> I, I need it because, you know. <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to learn it with, uh, from your partner because it, it can't yeah. help but rub off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my wife is Indian. She's Punjabi. So I've learned Punjabi just because it's just, just kind of how it goes. How you see. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think that I'm quite motivated to do. Very good. Giuseppe, the name of that play again, so I, I can hear that clearly, make sure our audience hears it. What's the name of that play? The, the Last Blow. The Last Blow. And when are you thinking that that's going to start? This will start, uh, I mean, um, uh, right after summer. Yeah, right after summer. It will be between uh, uh, the end of August and then... Um, Premiere in uh, the end, uh, uh, we, we are dealing right in these days with the exact date, but in the end of October. All right. And is there a website or a place that w- people can find out and keep track if someone wants to yes. just track the status? Please tell yes. us. For our international uh, works and company, just follow uh, doopag.com. And uh, or also through 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 Facebook, but also um, concerning you now the uh, artistic movement that I told you about here in Denmark, also through Facebook or the website is a kunstpartiet.com. Kunstpartiet. All right, <laughs> let's a... let's take a closer look. First one is d o o p a g dot com. Yes. All right. So that's how we're going to find out more about your your theater shows and and one more time slowly this other web ups, other website uh, but maybe this is connected to the do um, pag it's okay maybe oh that's they, perfect it, yeah, so, it is related to that yes yes it's a bigger um, how to say 
um, it's a bigger project here in Denmark, but it's, it's, it is connected to other companies, so it's okay. So everyone, we go to D-O-O-P-A-G.com. We can find out yes. about all of your projects, everything that's going on. And if someone wants to reach out to you and give a message to you, are you reachable through that site? Yes, yeah, of course. Giuseppe, what would you like to say to your audience on... We, we have the potential of reaching a very large audience here. What would you like to say? Is there any parting comments or thoughts you'd like to say to, to the audience of the spotlight? I, I would be really, really happy to, to, bring, uh, uh, to, bring, to bring soon in the uh, USA uh, uh, one or more of our um, performance uh, works or even theater works. So um, I hope that this will be realized soon because it, it is, a, um, it is a, a something that I never considered before. You know, I, I mean, we have been traveling so much, but we never considered to, um, to tour no, in the USA with, the, with uh, our work. So I hope that this will happen soon. Also after, I don't know, after the, <laughs> the, the movie you know, and being in contact with the American crew, you know, uh, actors, I, I feel like uh, I need uh, even more to visit uh, USA, if not for work, even for, I would say, for pleasure. That would be very nice. We'll we'll keep track of the headlines to see what your future is and if you if and when. It's actually not a matter of if. We know you're coming to the U.S. It's just a matter of when. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. All right. Well, such a great interview. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're snowed in out there. It's freezing cold <laughs> out there yes. in Denmark. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. Giuseppe Bonifati, he is the main actor in the movie All the Money in the World. Did such a great job. I want to thank you so much for sharing this with us, Giuseppe. Grazie thank tante. You, thank you, Donnie. <laughs> grazie, grazie. Molto bene. Just love it. Ciao, ciao, bambino. That's right. And you're quite an amazing singer, too. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's, I, I do it mostly for, for, for pleasure. Then, then somebody said that I have an inspired voice. Let's see. <laughs> Very nice. All right. And to our Spotlight audience, thanks again. It's our honor to have you listen. All right, everyone. Keep your focus on success. And I'll see you next on the Spotlight. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, enjoy the weekend.